Uh, hey, hey, hey. Good day, folks, from the United Kingdom. Yeah, that's right. We've been in the United Kingdom this whole time, in case you didn't guess it. Maybe you the episode when the Queen died, but we've made it obvious now. And we're back. The two maesters are back for part two of Secret Invasion by Marvel. Sounds like I was doing an, uh, uh, a plug there for Marvel. <laughs> Hashtag Marvel. <laughs> and we will be talking about episodes four, five, and six today, the final episodes of the Secret Invasion series. But first of all, hi, Josh. How you doing? I'm good, thanks, Morgan. I think having recently watched the series, it's really fresh on my mind and can't wait to get into it. And I think the one thing I really did like about the series is that it did bring something different to Marvel as well. And that it wasn't yeah. like, it was different from like the other Marvel shows. And I think it really did open up the book that I thought it'd be like a huge conclusion at the end, but it opened things up, which was pretty nice for the future. What, how would you say it's different from other Marvel shows? I think the other shows kind of had some form of like, one, you had like the spy element of it. So it was less on the powers and special effects until, spoilers, the last episode. Oh. And also the fact that it kind of like, there wasn't actually like a real resolution. It was like now everything's expanded to to a bigger situation, which could then basically S hits the fan, which potentially could make things worse yeah. in the whole Marvel universe. I know we said we're going to talk episode four, five, and six in this, but I just got to start with episode six. Cause when, <laughs> like when the president's like, we will not stop until we yes. kill every last yeah, yeah, skull. Yeah. And I was like, ah, this isn't really a happy ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the biggest shock for me because I was like, are we going to get this? Oh, yes. Um, we will do our best to, to work with these people, work with the scrolls, and be able to then cohabit with them. And it's like, no, 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 F them. Yeah. It, it's, it's humanity all the way. Yeah, typical humanity. We're just such a hateful bunch, aren't we? Classic humanity back at it again. Yeah, did love that ending. So let's go straight into it. Episode four. So, you know, episode one to three. Um, we did have some assumptions or some predictions that we'd think Talos might possibly become the bad guy after his yeah. daughter dies and stuff because Gravik <laughs> busses had... <laughs> don't even know what I was going to say there. Busts busses a cap in the ass. Yeah. yeah <laughs> in episode three, uh, which was quite a shock. Um, but it turns out she had gone through the... Um, used the spe- become a super scroll. Yeah. So she used that special machine and gave her... What do you call it? Is it... The heat. Yeah, extremis, yeah, yeah. Extremis, yeah. the heat. It does look very hot, the way it glows red and orange. But yeah, the, the fact that she did that, so she was fine. She was all good. Um, but great episode because there's some really, truly emotionally touching moments in it. So, for example, when Fury's somehow listening in on Vara, who's his scroll wife, yeah. um, talking to the fake... Colonel Rhodes and Spoiler. yeah, Colonel Rhodes says kill him. Um, and just really emotionally impactful. Like the soundtrack hits it good, the yeah. acting as well. And then there's that great scene where Fury confronts her at home. They both sit down on the table, guns on the table. Just something about that scene was so emotionally pulling. Like yeah, yeah. Well, well done. <laughs> oh, <whoops>, <laughs> Well done, Marvel. You have finally made an emotionally impactful yeah. movie. Especially the fact that the way that he was... They were in the church and the singing actually had the impact of adding to the fact that she goes into, like... She gets the phone call, yeah. goes to the lockbox, brings out the gun, and then is in, like, 
we're not even sure like if Colonel Rhodes was a scroll at that point. Because I like, the first when they started talking, was it like, oh, I'm talking to to Vera basically to yeah. say that he's Nick uh, Nick Cage, uh, Nick Fury. <laughs> mistake there. Nick Fury has basically gone off the gone off the rails. We you need to reel him back in. But it was it was basically no, you need to kill him now. And then it was also sad and like she was trying to plead for his life, like, oh no, he's he's gonna die of exhaustion anyway. And I think that line was perfect. Like you keep if you keep telling me what you're not going to do, then I will sh- did he say I will show you what I'm going to do. Now that was a classic line before he leaves. He's like that was amazing. And I think yeah. when they have the sit down, I knew that Nick Fury wasn't gonna die, but I thought that he was gonna kill her. Me too, especially and she the, would they try shot and kill him. Other, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, I bet she's messed him, but he's shot her or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, or potentially he's been hit in the shoulder, he's shot her, and that's how the relationship ends. But it was like a really nice shock to realize that they both aimed not to shoot each other. Yeah, that was cute. That's proper relationship goals yeah. right there. Both trying like, to assassinate each other. And like at first, I thought that she purposely had done it so Nick Fury could hear, but then later down the conversation, I was like, no, no. When he saw her phone, he put a bug on her phone to then hear the conversation that she was having with the scroll that was pretending to be uh, Colonel Rhodes. Yeah, and I like how they hadn't made it obvious by that point. Yeah. It was like, well, Colonel Rhodes is like telling him. I was like, oh, wait, okay, it makes sense now. Yeah. Explains everything why Colonel Rhodes was just being so so deep to yeah. Fury in the yeah. episodes before, yeah. like, you know, in that restaurant scene where he just basically fires him. I'm like, this doesn't seem like... Colonel Rhodes, why is he being such an asshole? And also, like, some of the words he was saying as well, like, if you really think, he wouldn't have actually said them. Like, when he was like, oh, I nuked your ass, or... or yeah. Or, or I, I burnt you. It was kind of like, that isn't the type of way he would talk to Nick Fury, but I thought, is it the stress? Is it everything that's happened Or is it just blip? bad writing? <laughs> yeah, but and I was like, yeah, he doesn't sound like him. And, like, especially... When, like in the episode, when they tried to later in the episode, when they tried to like stop the the no, that's episode three when they have the nuclear explosion is about to go off and they're able to stop it. The fact that because the guy called him, I can't remember. Because the we you know when he's speaking to um, to Talos when yeah. the freeze, they're in the house with the admiral who's ordered for the nuclear strike to take place. You know, it's so long since I watched because we're doing this yeah. thing and we wait um, to watch, talk about three episodes at a time. I watched them all like this week, so I actually can't remember episode three, yeah. but go on. So, so at the end, he's in the house and the person's pretending to be Talos, so he calls him Nicholas. So uh, that's the thing that tweaks Nick Fury to Fury say knows. And like, I think Nick Fury in the back of his mind was thinking that he might be. And then... He then realized, yeah, he must be because the way he's acting. Because this isn't like based on like the way that Colonel Rhodes acts in like Iron Man Two or Iron Man Three or in like um, Captain America, um, Captain America Three, Civil War, or the way he acts in like Avengers Two, that he was kind of out of character. But I was just pinning it on the fact that the blip happened. He's had to come back. He's struggling. That's why he's being such of an asshole. But no, it's like, no. <laughs> We're all going for tough times. It, it, it's the fact that he's trying to knock Fury off the scent. Yeah, and exactly from watching. So I watched Captain Marvel yesterday for the mm-hmm. first time. And that's how they pick up on a scroll. Like, basically, if you've got a nickname, 
a scr- if someone's a scroll pretending to be yeah. your closest friend, they won't call you by the nickname that yeah, everyone yeah. calls you. They'll just call you by... So the Nicholas thing came up, yes, and that, that's yeah. how he knew when Talos was masquerading as someone from the CIA uh, or CIA or S.H.I.E.L.D. That, yes. Yeah. 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 So the same yeah. thing, the Nicholas thing, yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I probably wouldn't mind. Sometimes I've, I have had nicknames in the past, and people call me by my normal name, and I don't think they're scrolls. Totally normal thinking. Maybe they are scrolls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there was an open Congress meeting yesterday about aliens, so maybe. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny that we watched it, we're discussing this, and also, like, there was a huge open Congress panel discussing, like, UFOs and, like, the new name they've called UFOs. Yeah, there's a new one. I did see, because there was an article in the news this morning about someone, a former US Airman, who's talking yeah, about yeah. how UFOs are, sightings are so common. They're out there, people. Cue the X-Files song. Download that next time. So what else did we see? Well, Amelia Clark, also known as Gaia, is a super scroll. Yeah. I've got to admit, one thing I don't like is how they're just like, super scroll. Like, it doesn't really say that. It's yeah. not like in real yeah. life, you you know, if they did this, they'd call them super soldiers. You know, it's a bit cringe. Yeah. But then it's kind of like, it's kind of like, if their race isn't very poetic, then they will just correlate as basic as possible. And also maybe... Oh, you're being an apologist now for bad No, I'm writing. just saying, I'm <laughs> saying that potentially, I think it's that they call them super scrolls in the comics as well. So I think they just want to be in line with the comics. Right, okay, fair enough. If they say that in the and, comments. And also, like, Superman is probably a bad name as well, but... Yeah, I suppose. They can't really call him Power Man. Superman yeah. works, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, that was mean of me, being too harsh on the Marvel writers. <laughs> okay, and then the attack scene on the president, I thought that was pretty wowy. Like, well, I was really... I loved this episode. I even messaged him. I was like, wow, episode four, damn. But they... The attack on a president here in the UK. Yeah. That's right, Joe yes. Biden. You were just here in Tottenham. I saw your motor. <laughs> Weird enough, Joe Biden's motorcade drove past where I live in Tottenham. Wow. I was just like, <laughs> of all the places to see the US president, I was not expecting him in Tottenham Hill. But yeah, just warn you, mate, watch episode that four is, next time is, you come to Tottenham Hill. That is extremely weird. Like, the fact that us watching it was around the period of like them discussing UFOs and the US president like being in the UK... And he's in the UK in in Secret Invasion. Oh it's my like, god, yeah, spooky! Yeah. Too many coincidences, man. What the hell? This is this is messed up. Yeah, and you know, scrolls are probably the last thing for him to worry about if he's going through Tottenham <laughs> Hill. But yeah, cool scene. And um, obviously, you know, we can't talk about that scene of what happens with Talos. Yeah, like they um, kind of sad. He was he had his moment with his daughter earlier when he was talking about like how he's like persuading on how he's going to get humans to give them a place to live, you know, give them something for mm. helping stop this uprising and stuff. And well, unfortunately, quite tragically, he died. And yeah. if you know what happens in yeah. episode six. And um, I think it was a really, the way they portrayed it was really, really good. Because I think especially they were like, it's also so funny, like the fact that the way they were like, oh, you need to make it massive. You need to make it as hard hitting as possible to make them believe it's the Russians because that's what they do. And it's like them, it's funny because like the scrolls are basing it off like stereotypes. So the fact that they barge in and all of a sudden start shouting in Russian. It's yeah. Like, it's uh, like, no, and you hear Gravik yeah. speaking in Russian as I was like, well, apparently everyone suddenly <laughs> knows Russian now. Fantastic. And, and you're like, and you're like, but 
Like, really, you could have done subtle ways to make it look like Russia? Because, like, even later on, I think in episode five, when you had, or was it six, when you had the person from the um, the military speaking to the president was like, we don't know if it was Russia yet. Because, like, of course, people, uh, well, the they admiral. would, yeah. The, the people, people would automatically be like, well, someone could be posing to be Russia. Like, why would Russia go and do this? Knowing that they could get caught and it'll be blatantly yeah, open. mutually assured destruction. You know, you yeah. kill you kill the president, but then the vice president be like, okay, let's order a nuclear attack on Russia. Yeah, and yeah, and like I think the thing I really didn't like about the scene was it didn't really give like Nick Fury and Talos uh, plot armor. Plot armor. What was plot armor? So you know the times when. You see this in Star Wars where and in James Bond, where you've got a character who's the main character who runs around, people are shooting at them, but somehow bullets just yeah. miss them, lasers oh. miss them all of that a sudden. There's so many series like La Casa de Papel. Um there's so many. It always yes. happens. It's just because you know, the modern world, there's no honor in firing gun and fighting people. So when it comes to cinema, it's got gotta be yeah, that like yeah, yeah. somehow they're dodging all these bullets and stuff. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like why I like the whole series as a whole, was that it wasn't like superpowers. Like for example, when they are in Vera's home, so in episode six, when they're in Vera's home, and or was that episode five? They're in Vera's home and Guy is there and they come and attack. It wasn't as if like they were they had they were dodging bullets. No, they were actually taking cover and actually had protective gear. Yeah, and they're doing that spin around yeah. thing and guy had the shotgun and yeah. just like Yeah. Almost exactly the same. I think it was exactly the same make that, that Nick Fury had when they were trying to prevent the the fake Russians from killing the president. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, because and I think one thing that I did like about that scene was that even though Talos probably knew his face was turning green. And that he was exposed. He was like, "Eff it, I'm trying to save the president. And really cool effects as well. I do like seeing that how, you know, when a, when a scroll dies, they completely lose, lose their yeah. disguise. But in the process of dying, like little bits are shining through. That yeah. was cool. That was a really cool, good, I think that was actually prosthetics, apart from when it was obviously in the process, they're probably doing CGI. But that, that was really cool. They've done, I really like the scrolls actually. They do look very, very cool. Um, so let's move on to episode five because we're basically mm. <laughs> on the verge of <laughs> spilling the beans. Yes. And speaking of scrolls, when Gravik finally shows his, he actually, you actually see his scroll form in this, and boy, is he big and scary looking. Yes. Yes, and I love it. You know, his second in command's like, who oh, you, you could have killed the US president. You let Fury get away. And also the fact that, just to, on Pagan's point, his second in command, oh, yeah. I don't think he wanted to kill Talos. He shoots him there. <laughs> Like, he has the gun, he says, kill Talos. He shoots him, and he shoots him there, but then doesn't shoot at him again. Like, he shoots Talos, Talos ducks, and then goes down, and then starts to break the glass. Like, he could have, I think, like, he could have hit him in the forehead or hit him in the chest, but he shot him there. Well, he had a bit of art plot armor, I guess. (laughs) But I I think he didn't want to kill him, because he he was tired of, like, the way that the Gravik was going about it. Yeah, I mean, you see that resentment slowly grow among mm-hmm. the scrolls. Starts with Gaia and then slowly builds up. Um, but yeah, when you know Gravik kills him, and then all the other, the, the, all the other scroll try and gang up on him at one yeah, point, yeah, yeah. and then he's just, that scene was amazing. Yeah, I, I love it. How he's like, "Who wants it? You want some?" <laughs> <laughs> he's such a he's such a British boy. Um, okay, let's play a game. Where do you think his accents from? Birmingham, I believe. 
I think that's where his accent's from. I, I think he is a bit of a Brummy um, graphic actor. Let's see where he's born. I'm going to go with Manchester. Mm. Let's see. Da, la, la, la. Good actor as well. I've got to say, yeah. I loved him as the actor. And funny enough, you know, he's playing. Um, 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 he's playing Bob Marley in a new film that's coming out. I think it's coming out right. next year. Yeah, he's playing Bob Marley. What's the, is it just a biopic of Bob Marley? Oh, I'd be keen to watch that. That'd be good. So he was born... Oh, Gospel Oak, London. <laughs> well, I was not <laughs> expecting that. Neither was I, no. Perhaps he was putting... Oh, my God. He's Jewish as well. Shalom, my people. My people. See, we make the best bad guys. Don't take that out of context, please. <laughs> but yeah, um, well, I guess he might have been putting on accent. There's something quite intimidating about a Brummie coming up to you and saying, you want some? You, who yeah. else wants some? Yeah. Like, great as that, that scene was funny. And, that scene and cracked me up. It, it did. And I think like, I really enjoyed it because as a people, they would have realized, that, okay, then he's just killed Gaia, we believe. He also killed the guy in episode two who he believed gave the, he ordered his death, the guy who gave the location away for their safe house. He's now just killed Pagan. Like, how is he? He's just going to kill all of us until he gets what he wants. And I think that's the realization. Because, like, you know, sometimes in films or TV series or even in like games or books where the henchmen are like, well, he's killing us off, but let's still fight for him. And it's like, no, they're like, F this guy. Yeah. <laughs> the way he's going about it, calling us, we're, 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 we're soldiers and we're literally, we're there to just die and we're, we're fodder to, to can continue his own specific, specific aims. And it's just yeah. like, really? They're no longer aligned and then they all decide, okay, we agree, let's gang up on him. Funny, I was thinking the same thing. And I, li- I like that. That always seems to happen to these sort of dictatorial leaders. It gets mm. to a point where they cross the line and their, yeah. own, their own people turn against them. And fortunately, Gravik was just too strong and cool. I love him. He's a good bad guy. And one thing I have to say, that a lot of people have hit out at the Marvel fight scenes from like more closer films like films like in the last like two years like since Endgame and the TV series but I think the fight scenes in Secret Invasion have been really good like either the shootouts or actual physical fight scenes have been very good yeah especially like when they're all fighting Gravik and the fact that one thing I do like about his character is that you don't always need a character to have redeeming qualities what do you mean? What, having a redemption arc? Like, having a sympathetic side? Yeah, of... you don't need a, a villain to always have a sympathetic side and then oh. have that throughout the series and like, oh, this is the reason why he's so bad. But do you not think that's the case with Gravik? Because, I mean, mm. just kind of delving into episode six, but, you know, he, he is a very justifiable reason because Fury basically failed him. He made a promise. Fury basically, well, I'll save that for a second. But, yeah, you can see why... And he's having a and if you know what happens mm. in episode six, which we're about to talk about, um, yeah, humans turn against him anyway. So yeah, so the thing is, you understood why he did it, but you didn't sympathize with him as much as like you would have sympathized with like a Thanos. You wouldn't have. <laughs> well, I mean, did you sympathize with <laughs> well, Thanos? Well, loads of fans sympathize <laughs> with, with Thanos, especially in, in <laughs> or how people like sympathize when Loki was still evil. Like, oh, he, yeah. he's he's an adopted son. Even though he's killed all these people, he's not that much of a bad person. Funny, I but was thinking the same thing. I think, like, with, with Gravik, it's more of, like, you know his reasonings, but not really sympathizing with him. Like, especially from the offset, when he's like, you know what, I'm fine killing my own people to get my own aim. 
I mean, I was sympathizing with him when he, until he started killing his own people. So then I started thinking maybe he's a bit of a psycho. Like he's kind of lost his mind a little. He has kind of goes a bit way too far with that. I do love that group power he does where he like turns his arm into giant twisting branches, just punches whole, a yeah. hole through Pagan. That and was I, pretty impressive. And I think one of the things that they constantly bang on about in the series, whether it's like Gravik or whether it's like Gaia, the fact that they're both telling like Talos that the refugee type isn't us like remember when he had the conversation yeah. in episode 3 she, when he was like you should join me she said like we're not that we're not refugees looking for a home that's not she, I think she kind of said stop rewriting our history that that's not who we are Yeah, and I think that's kind of the reason why Gravik is like that because if you base it off the comics all the stuff that Gravik did is what the Skrull would usually do yeah, then, they're like a, a yeah. fighting race, aren't they? Yeah, and like for so what they would do is like infiltrate a race and then kill off its leaders, take control, and then take out the species bit by bit and manipulate them to fight each other. And I think like to like Gaia's and also Gravik's point, which is a very key point on where this the, the whole situation with the scroll could go in the future, is that they're not really like refugees. That's the story that Gravik has told about his species. Mm. Like he even didn't tell. He didn't even tell Nick Fury, like, what their species... Actually, he did, he did. He did later on in episode two when on the train together. He says that they'd lost a war and it wasn't that they were just attacked out of nowhere. So you kind of start to see that the the Skrull are starting to turn towards their, their comic version, that they're not just um, a group... Violent, of, they're the bad yeah. guys in the comics, yeah. They're not just a group of refugees who were just attacked out of nowhere, who have lost their home. There's no... They engaged in a war, lost the war and that they are a form of warlike people. And it links to, like, episode six, that potentially, like, Gaia could eventually say, you know what, we've had enough. We're, we've had enough of our people being killed, and then her turning on humanity. Yeah. Um, and then seeing that in Captain Marvel, that looks that way at first, because they yeah. come across, they look yeah. evil, you know, when they're in their, yes, yeah, yeah. not in a disguise. And the whole duplicitous nature of them, you know, I guess that's why people would... Oh, uh, on the side of being against them, especially like the U.S. president. I mean, he was almost killed by them as well. But yeah, and the, if and, you, you can't yeah. seem to trust them, you know. Yeah, and it's like very similar to like some um, Cold War esque espionage of like you can't trust your neighbor. They could be like the whole rhetoric that America was saying during the time. Like you can't trust them. It could be someone who who's who could be a communist. You can't trust this person. Or they could be aliens. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quest. Quick question: Do you think aliens are here on this planet? I don't know. I think that's the thing. Is the question is is like for me, the answer would be no. And I think for me, it's like I was watching an interview by Neil deGrasse Tyson, a astrophysicist. He was saying the fact that we have so much cameras. That either the the fact that you can catch like a bear flipping cones, you can see like um, you can see things that happen once in a million chances, or once in a billion chances mm. that you see caught on camera, but you don't see aliens caught on camera. So he's like well, either not the aliens, a- maybe not the alien in the form, mm. but maybe like a UFO. But sorry, I interrupt. So he was saying like either the aliens are powerful enough to capture all the information and remove it, which is then scary, but also unlikely, <laughs> or potentially 
I think some people are saying, could the UFOs that have been sighted been from other nations? Like, for example, if you have a spy plane that you want to send to the United States, mm-hmm. would you want to make it look like a UFO? So then they will then not know where it has come from. So you can spy on the United States if it's got like... It's gaslighting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good move. And it's also like one of the things why it was convenient for the US government to, you know, put it out there that maybe it was aliens and UFOs in Roswell, New Mexico, when they could have just been testing a secret drone and it just got the public yeah. just caught their eye on it. Yeah, yeah. Potentially. Yeah. And I think that's the issue because the US government and governments in general have like gaslighted for years. Like I remember watching <laughs> the, the King and I... And in The King of an Eye, to basically, I think that's the one with Young Fat Choi who's in it. And also, I think Jodie Foster is in it as well. That to get people to leave the capital because there was a coup going to take place, they said that they captured like a white elephant. So everyone in the city has gone to look at this white elephant. <laughs> but, but technically, no one looked at it. But just because they were told there was a white elephant, everyone then left. And that's power. And the fact that they've, they've been saying like stuff like this for years. And like, there's even like theories. Maybe we can say add this and go further into our UFO podcast before but, the government shuts yes. us down. <laughs> that potentially, like, one of the things that the United States has done through its like history is always had a threat to keep people in line. So, like, for example, you had first it was Native Americans that they used to keep people in line. Then it was yeah. like the British to keep people in line. Then it was like the French and then the Spanish with the wars they fought against them to get yeah. the rest. And then the Mexicans. You then had like African-Americans, especially when slavery was ended. Then after that, it was the Germans because of World War One and World War Two that yeah. they were the main threat. Then it was like during the Cold War, it was like communists that, oh, you don't know who could be a communist, your neighbor. And then, and even they were saying like some of the UFC, UFO sightings. UFC been, fighters. <laughs> Conor McGregor has been sighted flying over Washington. That, that some of that would actually would have been funny. Some of the UFO sightings, right, have been staged by the government to keep people in a constant fear and panic system that they still need the federal government because the federal government will keep them safe, whether from the British or the native americans or the spanish or the communists or the germans that they are there and even like in the modern modern society like terrorism as well that and now now russia and china that america needs a big bad to potentially keep people in line to still believe that the federal government is needed i mean yeah possibly i could believe that the u if you look at how long the usa has been existing i think it's only a bit out of all the years it's been in existence don't don't quote me on this but I think it was like only two years of its entire existence has it not been at war in one way or another. I can believe that. And, yes. you know, yes. that could be a theory for it. could also be like, you know, the military weapons complex as well. You've got to keep... War War's good for that kind of business, I guess. Yeah. So you've got to keep that going. Mm, potentially. Mm, well, <laughs> good thing we are doing this podcast in the UK. <laughs> and funnily enough, linking it to, to, what, to everything in episode six the U.S. government, the U.S. president could be using the scroll as his thing to keep people in line. Like, oh, this is... Yeah, this is aliens. And I 
your president, who you should vote for a second term, is the perfect person to take out these aliens. Exactly, there you yeah. go. This is an election year. Yeah, election year. I would love to um, give these squirrels a home, but it's an election year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The president against aliens. Like, it's a perfect thing. Like, I think he's seeing it on the political angle of it. Like, I can use aliens as a way not only to, to get reelected, but to get NATO on my side get the United Nations on my side and potentially like places like Russia and China on my side and basically be like, I'm the savior of humanity saving us from, from scroll. And like, that's another reason I loved episode six. Cause that's what a president would do. Like yeah. he wouldn't be like, Oh, let's, let's sit down with the scroll. He'd be thinking this could get me a statue. This could get me on the, 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 on, on, on money, on stamps. Yeah. Like, if I'm the one who saved humanity from, from aliens, forget the Avengers, their day's done. The president is going to save the world from aliens. And I think I, that's the angle he took. I just loved him going on a rant at the US. Yeah. The United they have yeah. weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> you can just imagine it, the United Nations. Like, you, you all of you are fearing Wakanda. It is not Wakanda, it's the scroll. <laughs> <laughs> Take and down. literally standing and everyone applauding and then that we must unite and that's why we must get vibranium from Wakanda Wakanda we need your vibranium for, to fight the Skrull like yeah, how they can twist that to basically to, to so many different means in the comic books does uh, the Skrull infiltrate Wakanda as well I'm not sure but I knew they I know they replaced the president of the United States Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could, what if the president of the United States is actually a Because I was waiting for end of, oh, we've definitely skipped over episode five. Ever. I was waiting for an end of credits scene, and I, there was yeah, none. That, that's what I thought could be in the end of credits, yeah. I know, what the hell? Marvel, you're like gaslighting. Because now I'm not going to watch Marvel movies to the ex exact end, like, as in to the end of the credits, because I won't think there's end of credits scene. And I'll just pop one in there. Just out of the blue and take the piss like that. Like I'm, I'm upset, Marvel. I, that's one of my <laughs> picks. Where they're saying Super Scroll and Noah end credit scene. Anyway, so before we, we definitely need to talk about episode six. But some other things to pick up in episode five. Olivia Coleman, Sonya, I just love her. This character is great. Yeah, she is amazing. Olivia Coleman's great. She was great in Peep Show. She's great in this. Um, when she shoots the boss of MI6. Um, yeah. Or was it SIS? Sorry. SIS, got, yeah. yeah. Um, so good, so good. And there's also a scene, I wrote this down in my notes, but I've forgotten when it was, but it's like, oh, I don't doubt you for a moment. The males in my species are... Oh, yeah, so I think he's talk yeah, she's yeah, talking yeah. to Gaia. Oh, I don't doubt you for a moment. The males in my species are similar. If they're not busy gaslighting you... Oh, no, that's the scientist, the scientist, the scientist and her husband. Remember, they go to their lab, they go to their house, and then he, the husband puts the gun to his wife and says, you will not betray, yeah, you will not betray Gravik. Yeah, they yeah, the husband's like, let us go or I'll kill her. Yeah. And then is uh, like, oh, I don't doubt you for a moment. The males in my species are similar. If they're not busy gaslighting you, they're threatening you with murder. It's what all the podcasts are about. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay, well, <laughs> folks, our audience are there. We're now turning into a podcast about <laughs> gaslighting toxic, and yeah, murder. <laughs> toxic masculinity. That's what we're talking about now. Oh, yeah. Toxic masculinity. Woo. Yeah, definitely not changing to that. But yeah, bad stuff, toxic masculinity. So also, we did touch on that Gaia and Vara's shootout scene. Someone needs to dub this scene with like, you spin me right around like a record. Because <laughs> they do this weird like action sequence where like, Gaia's got the shotgun, Vara's got the pistol, and they like to spin around and 360, even though, why would they do that? Mm. Like, what? 
but just suddenly changed. Oh, I'm bored of shooting the guys over here. Do you mind just we swap? Still, they're very cool. And uh, the shotgun with um, Guy, Guy, pity badass, and Vara, very cool as well. Um, then, you know, Fury going to Finland. I love it. He puts a face mask on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, lol, fake scroll move. Is that cultural appropriation of the scrolls? <laughs> I think it is. And I think it might also be like a nod to. Um, TV show Agents of Shield because they used to have like those those so what they put like they put something on the person's face to make them look like that look like somebody else and that's something they had throughout the Agents right. of Shield TV series and it's also funny like what Olivia Coleman was saying her character that you couldn't have updated the technology like just the face yeah the picture, he has to wear gloves and a scarf and everything yeah, they could, they could only like change the face nowhere else. This is Shield though. They literally had like a flying aircraft yeah, carrier, yeah. which is defies so many laws of physics. But no, they just wear a good old mask. Very classic, very Cold War move. Yeah, and, yeah. and all, all the alien tech that they've taken from the different races as well. They couldn't have come up with something that that looked better. Yeah, I know. Oh well, they tried. And then you know, in Finland, when another bit as well, I found kind of funny. In Finland, when Fury gets into the car with Sonya. Uh, she turns on the engine and you know turns the radio straight on and that's yes. Stormzy, Stormzy playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing and, and, and he's like seriously and she's like yes we're listening to this yeah. <laughs> sit your ass down like oh so funny like uh, yeah they had to throw in something like that Sonia's just great as if she would listen to that music and uh, you know so I I kind of miss missed a bit that these mm. gravestones that they have around everywhere of Fury right of Fury's name they're just put there so he's, has he got these gravestones in multiple locations? I think he might do, like, in, in secluded locations. Just so he can hide stash, like, certain things. Like, for example, the um, the harvest. Yeah, the DNA from everyone. Like, damn, like, when I saw the names, when when, when Talos, not Talos, when Gravik put it into the system, like, all those different names, like, you could see, like, Drax, you could see... I think they also saw Gamora there as well. Yeah, I did see Gamora, yeah. Then the fact... Groot, Groot must have yeah. been there, yeah. And, and, and Abomination was also there as well. Which one's Abomination? So, um, the one with the... So, have you seen any of the the Hulk film? Or have you watched Shang-Chi at all? No, I if haven't not, Abomination is like this guy who's like, I want to be like the Hulk. Tries to do the exact same experiment. But his fails, so he turns into some kind of like ugly monster. Yeah, <laughs> damn, he ugly. Oh well. But is this just as strong as the Hulk? All oh, right. Well, can't have looks and strength, can you? So, and it just goes to show also that, like, what was Fury planning to do with it? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Good thing that does leave a lot of questions actually, because yeah. they harvested it from the the battlefield, and you know, did they get like? I've got, it leaves me some questions like, do you reckon they got Ant-Man's DNA on it? Like, what DNA would they get? Would it be really small? Would it be really big? We didn't see anyone turn into yeah. Ant-Man, so maybe there's, they didn't get also, a Also, he's still a human. Like, like his powers come from, like, the pin particles he uses. Ah, uh, so Not then they wouldn't himself. have got anything from him, okay? Yeah. Yeah, and suppose Tony Stark, they would have just, if they if they would have got DNA from him, it would just have been money, because that's his power. <laughs> <laughs> Cash money. Yeah. yeah. Hmm, interesting. Did they have... They must have had Thor's DNA as well. And how? Because like Thor's like really hard to hurt and make bleed. Mm. But maybe a bit of hair might have fallen off when fighting Thanos. But then also, like, 
Maybe the, a bit of sweat because he did put on a lot of weight. Maybe he was out of shape that and he was just true. sweating a lot all over the battlefield. And also, I'm just thinking, like, the people who collected, that must have been a hell of a process. Yeah, <laughs> just to signify, okay, that's this person's DNA. That's that person's DNA. Like, yeah, like I find a piece of pubic hair from like the Hulk or something. And like, God, I'm not paid enough for this job. <laughs> and like going through like different blood, and you're like, whose blood is this? And having to then catalog different bits of blood, yeah. different bits of sweat, different bits. How of would hair. they test that out that they got the right one as well? And I, I think it, they, I think Shield has it on file. I think Shield has some of the information on oh, file. So just match it up. So then like, they'd match it up and be like, okay, then we don't have this person on file. So whose blood could this be? And then they'd have to go in further. Like that must have taken years, like literally to just categorize and say, this is that person's blood. And then funny enough, the machine Gravik was using just did it in an instant. Like, yeah, they're all there. They're all there. They've got, I've just gone through all the names. That's everybody. So wait, but then um, maybe it's a Hydra thing because was this... Mm. Was that battle with Thanos, assuming yeah. the, um, the, uh, no, yeah, the first, the sec second, well, both battles with Thanos, mm. was that before S.H.I.E.L.D. found out, well, before the good people in S.H.I.E.L.D. found out they were actually Hydra? After, it was after, yeah. The battle was after? Yes, yeah. Oh, okay. So I was, I was going to say maybe Hydra. Collector. I wouldn't be surprised if Hydra had, had like a full list of like DNA. They probably took, well, yeah, because if it was like a S.H.I.E.L.D. archive, then it was a HYDRA archive that was then reclaimed by S.H.I.E.L.D. Right, okay. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it could have could have been leftover work or something. Maybe they even got it earlier and it's super secretive. But I just know how like they go, hey, HYDRA, secretly to each other. Me and a friend work, we work for the government and just when we walk past each other in the office, just randomly we go, hell Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> the Hydra's in government, I'm telling you, man. If they control me, they control you, bro. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. <laughs> so moving on. Oh, okay, random question. Do you think Fury is Finnish? No. Okay, cool. No, no, moving no. on. Because <laughs> I think he's actually going to do what he set out to do, to find them a planet. I, mean, and I think <laughs> that... Maybe we can discuss this like further later, but I think that's what they're going to do. What, well, move them to Finland into like sparsely populated areas? <laughs> well, they Finland. did take a bit of Norway to give the, yeah, the Asgardians. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I did see a meme post that's like says they give the Asgardians safe land and sanctity, but they wouldn't give the um, Skrull safe land and sanctity, which is interesting. One, I think, I think because like one, they look like humans. Yeah, it's been more palatable. And two, I think, based on like the the I think the nine realms that they've they've already been to Earth multiple times, and they don't really see Thor as an alien. Like the, the common people don't see him as an alien. Well, because I guess he's already got that that touch to Norse mythology, so it's yeah. Kind and of I, feels I more think familiar. I think also it's the look as well. Like they look human. Yeah, they're super powered, but they look human, and I think that's what they kind of get away with. And also the fact that Thor has saved, has helped to save the planet multiple times. And I'm sure Thor is great on a night out. Like going back to the first movie when he tries coffee for this first time. This drink, I like it. <laughs> Bring me another. I would love to go out for a drink with Thor. Okay, quick question before we finally move on to episode six. Mm. Out of all the Avengers, who would you like to go on a night out with? Other than Thor, because I just said that. Uh Tony Stark. Yeah, boy. Drinks would, <laughs> drinks would be on him every night. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether he's yeah, fun yeah. to hang out with or not, just because he's rich, you wouldn't have to pay for a single drink. Yeah, yeah. 
Thank and you, also, like you. the the prestigious nightclubs you'd be able to get into as well. Like, like, oh, I'm so I'm Tony Stark. Oh, Mr. Stark, come in, please. Who's this? Oh, he's with me. Oh, come in as well. Yeah, like those that type of thing. I think the issue with the Hulk, especially now that the Hulk is full on like green stage, <laughs> and is and is like held like a like going out with the Hulk. If he was pure Hulk, would be would be funny and hilarious to just. See. <laughs> but then now he's because he's like a mold between both of them. He's like, like too much in control. Yeah. yeah. So so like he'd be like, you know what? I'll take a drink here. I'm going back to the lab, and you're like, oh, it's, no. it's too early. It's too early. Super lame. I know you'd want. And if you went out with him in the super, also though, if you went out with him in like the previous stage where he's very unstable and angry, he'd be one of those friends who's always a liability on a night out, yeah. like yeah, getting dragged yeah. out by security. And you're like, oh God, <laughs> Hulk, not again. And like Spider-Man 1 would, based on US laws, would be too young because yeah, it's, it's 21. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, good luck so going out with too young. Yeah, Ant-Man, Ant-Man might be funny. Yeah. Because then probably when he gets drunk, he'll just start messing around with like the pin particles <laughs> and like have a huge glass of like like vodka about that big. Or, or shrink it down to size. Actually, that's clever, you know. Yeah. If you want to save, if you're going out for drinks in London, knowing how much it costs for a bit, it's like seven fifty now. Get, man, manipulate those pin particles and just yeah, sip your drink. Make it you'll huge, be, yes. You'll be so drunk. <laughs> yes, oh, you would be. This is genius. This is but then genius. the question is, the question is with, like, with pin particles is that does it add to the substance? So is the alcohol level the same throughout? So therefore... Well, surely... You can drink. You drink to get drunk. You'd have to drink more of it, so it'd still have the same alcohol content. Or would it be that because it's bigger, there's the alcohol that content has increased, but so is the beer content. I don't know because then it depends on because you know when you're drinking, it's your blood alcohol. Yeah, um, and that's why it affects people differently. Some people are lightweight. Some people are heavyweights. I feel like if you were small, because the volume. If you drank an entire pint when you're the size of Ant-Man, which if you do that, well done to you. <laughs> I feel like you would be really drunk you because be, you, still, you yeah, have a lot yeah, of liquid true. in your that body. Yeah. Same way as like, you know, he could still drown as Ant-Man, but it'd probably be, it'd be an, a smaller amount of water just because of his size, but I'm not sure I'm making sense there. Yeah. But I think, I think we need to write in, this is something that, what's yeah. the actor that plays in Paul Rudd? Yeah. He's got a great sense of humor. This is something he would answer, so... Paul Rudd, we know you're listening to you. You're one of our billions of viewers. Please answer this question. If you, how do you say it? If you manipulate the pin particles, yeah, the pin particles, can you get drink a whole pint and be absolutely rock solid drunk? Good things. We we think about the good <laughs> things on this show. We ask the right questions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who else? Um, so who else is good for a night out? I think. Nick Fury'd be great on night yeah, out. Oh, he'd just yeah. be constant sass, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you can get him drunk enough, the stories would be amazing, though. Funny, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. He drinks a lot in this show as well. He does. Like uh when he goes to see Rody and uh, like Rody whips out that really expensive whiskey or something. Or like, mm. I just I love hearing Samuel Jackson just drinking alcohol. He's like, mm, yeah. So good. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's enjoying that bourbon. Okay, let's talk about episode six. Mm. So first thing that struck me in this episode that I found so funny is, you know, when Captain Rhodes is Captain Colonel Rhodes, but I, is he even a colonel anymore? I don't know why we're still calling him that. I think he still is because, yeah, yeah, he still, he still is a colonel. Because I think in certain places in the world, and also if you gain a certain position that you, even if you've, like, you're not serving in the army anymore, you still keep your rank because oh, cool. he's still serving the United States government. So, like, if you... I think it's the same thing here. Like, if you're like a, let's say, 
a sergeant or let's say a major or major general in the army, then you go to then work in the MOD, you still get your keep your rank, even though you're not in the field. Mm, okay, fair enough, fair enough. So I think that's also kind of like with Captain America. Because like, who who told Captain America? I was think he, was, actually, he never actually made it to rank of captain. No, no, he, he did, he did. Was he actually rank of captain? Literally, when he got his powers, they were like, you know what, he can't be running around like a normal person. We'll give him a captain, so he's Captain Steve Rogers. Ah, okay. And like, people didn't like him at first because they're like, wait a second, so you're just a poster boy who's got like a captain and yeah, it's like similar to like when they get like animal mascots and give them ranks. Yeah. So then I think someone was saying to him that, oh, I outrank you based on your ranking, do this. And I think, I'm not sure what film it was. It might've been Winter Soldier, but yeah, they were like saying that because he has a rank within the army and that translates also into S.H.I.E.L.D. Right, okay. Okay, that makes sense. By the way, just picking up on the fact that you said some animals have ranks, that reminds me, there's a king penguin in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is technically colonel in chief of the Norwegian King's Guard. Yes, I I did see that, yes. Brigadier Sir Nils Olaf (laughs) III. When they... I think once a year for his birthday, Norwegian Kingsguard come over in yeah. full ceremonial uniform yeah. weapons. I saw, I saw it online just, on YouTube. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah, yeah, Olaf yeah, yeah. the Penguin just marching up and down, just inspecting yeah. them. Like, it's like, so like funny. Just imagine, like, like you thinking to yourself, this penguin has a higher rank than I. Yeah, <laughs> this penguin's doing better than I. He's more successful in his career. Bloody hell, he just sits there at a zoo. Wow. So, yeah, sorry, before we got distracted there. In this episode... Uh, you have Colonel Rhodes talking to the president, saying, we need to order a strike. It yep. was the Russians. They've been sheltering the scroll. They've been colluding. Look at this. We have Russian troops massing on Ukrainian Finnish border. And I was like, well, this was too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when this was filmed. But I mean, I think that's been going since, what, 2021, 2022, yep. the Ukraine-Russia crisis. So definitely a lot of references here. Mm. through that uh, you know and i saw oppenheimer this weekend and it seems like stuff's just all very um too soon because in oppenheimer talking about nuclear bombs and the dread behind it have you seen it yet no no no. but i do know the story behind it yeah it's very good we should do it ap- actually i think we should do an episode on that because i'd love to talk about just nuclear weapons yeah, Russia yeah. man all the stories behind that um and yeah one thing the director um christopher nolan said is mm. We didn't mean for it to be so timely because, you know, the tensions of yeah. Russia, it's almost like we're in another Cold yeah. War. Um, and again, this also very timely. Um, so hearing that, I was just like, mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too soon. And I think if you go back and look through like all of like um, Colonel Rhodes' actions, you can kind of like see that he he isn't playing, he isn't himself. And you can also see that he's... Well, how far back do you think he's actually changed? Because obviously, you know, we've got oh, no, Secret Invasion, but... No, no, just in Secret Invasion, oh, like, right, his okay. actions, like, when he's speaking to the president, it's like, oh, like, the president, look, it's, it's it's in your face. It must be them. It must be them. And it's like... Like, he would never do that. Like, the Colonel Rhodes that we know would never push for war, especially after what happened in civil war when he lost the ability in his legs because of like yeah wait hang on what mm. happened to his legs because i was just thinking yeah. so in 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 civil war there was a huge fight and i think he felt he was the one that got injured yeah. someone someone fired uh oh, i remember it was vision vision was trying to hit i think ant-man ant-man then shrunk and then the beam that vision you know how he shoots beams from yeah. the, the, the diamond thing in his forehead yeah it then hit um 
fit a war machine, so kind of roads, and then he fell from the sky and crashed into the ground, and that's how he lost the ability in his legs. But then how come he's got his, that ability back now? So Have what, I missed something? So one of the things that um, that Tony Stark did for him was got him like kind of like prosthetic walkers that would walk his legs around. Uh, and okay, I completely like forgot about that. And I think the director put it there on purpose on C- in episode six. Like when he's released from it, he has he's, they have to hold him up and carry him. Because his I legs can't. don't work anymore. I must have missed that scene. I might and I think I completely forgot. Like the way he's walking is, is if everything's fine. I should have seen it from the beginning. Like he usually walks a bit slower just because like his his legs aren't fully working. Yeah. But then, yeah, I was just like, they must have added that later on to just tweak us in our minds. Like, yeah, we completely forgot that he had that injury. Yeah, I was about to say, always, that's a serious continuity issue that's suddenly all kind of was. And that's after the blip. Did he get taken away in a blip? Yeah, he did. Would he have come back with his legs working because of the blip? No, 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 no I guess no, no. not. Yeah, because at that point in time, oh, he must have been so pissed off when he came <laughs> back. He's like, damn it, Thanos, could you have killed us all sooner? I am inevitable. <laughs> damn it, Thanos. You were so right. You were gone too soon, Thanos. <laughs> this episode's dedicated to Thanos. We're always too. in our hearts. <laughs> he used the stones to destroy the stones. <laughs> By the way, I loved all the memes that came out. Like, there's a company that makes um, disposable coffee cups out of mm. coffee rinds. Like, the left, you know, when you make it in a machine, yeah. you tip it in a bin. There's like, the Thanos meme for that is, I use the coffee to drink the coffee. <laughs> Another one was, police officers in the US paid to put a billboard up. That said, drug dealers inform on your competition. Call nine nine one, and I was like, oh. I used the drug dealers to destroy the drug dealers. Like it's just endless. Thanos, yeah. Thanos was the voice voice of a generation. Um, okay, next part. I thought thought it was an interesting moral quandary is when um, really cool when Fury confronts Gravik and the well. Yeah, Fury, yeah. Fury, yeah, yeah. Fury, <laughs> Fury speech box confronts Gravik, putting on a whole show about radiation poisoning and reactor, and Gravik just fully has a go at him and he says, "Do you, do you even know? Do you even recognize who this is? Who I've taken the skin off? This is the first man I killed on your orders. He had a family. Fury he had all of this, and I really like it because it shows Fury. I like it, you know, when they show heroes as vulnerable, like." And then mm. not necessarily the best of people. They make really tough decisions yeah, for the yeah. greater good. And for Fury, that's definitely the case. You know that. He, well, sorry. It's funny that because Guy was acting as Fury so well that you really thought he was admitting to like being, I'm sorry, I failed you, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. But actually it wasn't him. So really Fury actually doesn't care. Give a damn. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't give a damn. Like Fury is this like, they're rescuing his girlfriend or something. I oh, think, the president, that was it, yeah. And I think also like, he also, throughout the series, he's, he finds it hard to apologize. Like, like I would love to see, like, what the reason behind this. Like, remember, like, when Talos was like, what, you just come, I think episode three is like, you've just come here and you want me to just hop on and just go with you to 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 save the day. And he's like, you couldn't even just say, um, sorry, um, Talos, I need your help. And he's like, he's about to leave and then turns around and says it. And then also, like, he doesn't really apologize a lot to his wife either. Yeah, and I think got like a weird he, marriage. They, yeah, I they mean, do. They, they've literally sat at a table with guns on the table, like not an orthodox marriage. Yeah, also not an interspecial marriage. Yeah, <laughs> very unusual marriage. And you know, she's like, "Would you love me in that, my normal form?" And then at the end, she shows his normal form, and he he still kisses her. And I'm like, 
ill. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm being a bit narrow-minded. Like, watching like 100 Years When Aliens on the Planet, and that's very <laughs> normal. I'm ca- This episode will be cancelled by then. <laughs> too soon, too soon. Um, and, you know, question I had is, who wore the best long coat? You have Furies, you know, when he fully puts the mm. gear on, he gets his proper, when he's head of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever involvement he had in S.H.I.E.L.D., he has that long yes, coat on. Yes. He gets his eye patch out, which I assume is a Kevlar eye patch because it looks like his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case they shoot him in his bad eye again. By the way, did that eye thing happen in um, Captain, Captain Marvel? Marvel? Yeah, was it because yeah, of that cat scratches him, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Because everyone was like, oh, my days, he must have done it like on a mission. And the way that they just put it, no, no, it's just an alien cat with poisonous claws. <laughs> I've got to admit, I loved Captain Marvel. Two things. One, because it was actually quite funny. Yeah. Um, like, there was a scene, like like you just said. But also, when um, Talos shows up at um, Captain Marvel's friend's house and surprises them, um, and he keeps telling uh, Captain Marvel's friend, calm down, girl, calm down, girl. She's like... You tell me to calm down, girl, one more time. I'm going to stick this gun <laughs> where, where you don't want it to be. And and he's like, am I expected to know whether that is? And then both Samuel Jackson and their friend turn around at the same time. Your ass! <laughs> I was with this. St- like, that movie was... This- wasn't trying too hard to be funny. It was yeah. actually quite funny. Yeah, and I think also one thing I did like was the nostalgia, especially you had the blockbusters there. Yeah. And also like the contacting Music. and also trying to like contact someone. I think in the film, wasn't it like a... Like was a, it 90s or 80s? I it say. was 95, yeah, 95. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, I was born. And like when he's like trying to contact like S.H.I.E.L.D., like the, the device he has to use and it's like, yeah, like way back then, like literally... You have a, you could have a laptop on your phone compared to the technology they had back then. Yeah, that's true. And if you, well, this is the nineties. Oh God, I remember. I guess because me and you are probably one of the last few generations where we had Nokia brick phones. Yeah, in yeah. school and stuff. And then like the flick phones as well, which were cool. I've missed those. They're actually coming back, I think Samsung. Yeah, yeah. And it was even in the episode that was the phone that um, Nick Fury's wife had. She had the. I think it was like the purplish pink, yeah, Samsung flip phone. Yeah. How much did Samsung pay <laughs> to, to get that? Uh, in there, just, yeah. just that. Let me get out my phone. <laughs> just, just <laughs> casually, just putting that on the screen. <laughs> um, yeah, um, those are cool. And then I guess we, you know, had the BlackBerry generation as well. I never yeah, had one of those. Yeah. BBM that was so big in school for like two years. And, and then and WhatsApp came in and like replaced it completely. And uh, what's, yeah. the, what's the one that iPhone? The the messenger that iPhone has, iMessage. I think so. Yeah, I, you can tell that neither of us have an iPhone. That's why we. Don't. I, did, I had an iPhone oh, yeah, for, for okay. a little bit, but I literally smashed the screen after two weeks. Oh, such oh no! An idiot. I didn't. I was like, when you put a case on there, and I was like, but it doesn't look the same without the case. <laughs> but I always put cases on my phones now. I don't give a crap how they look. Um, yeah, and then smartphones. We've gone through a generational transition together. I mean, those are days, but. Like I think in like late eighties, early nineties, mm. they literally mobile phones were yeah. looked like military grade walkie talkies. Like they yeah. were huge. Yeah. So yeah, going back to the question, who wear wore the best long coat, Fury or Gravic? Because Gravic Gravic hey. looked kind of cool, very English gentlemanly, despite you know being a bully. Mm. Sonia's coat, you wouldn't count as a long coat, would you? Uh, actually, you know, I wasn't even thinking of Sonya. I was just thinking of the showdown between, well, Fury and Gravik. But between them, I would say 
Gravik just because he's been rocking it the whole the whole yeah. season. Yeah, well, I'd have to give it to Gravik. Yeah, I will say though, I think Fury has two of the same coat, two of the same eye patch, two of the same hat, two of the same. Because <laughs> literally, yeah, he literally replaced the hat with another hat that looked almost exactly the same. <laughs> well, it depends because how does assume when Scroll take people's mm. face? Do they just take their clothes as well? I think they do because like maybe not actually. No, no, I think they do because when she changed, her clothes also changed into that, you know, that zipper jacket when, when Guy was fighting Gravik. So I think yeah. their clothes do change, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's good. But can they, is that part of their skin? Can they take, because that could be a way you could tell if someone's a scroll, try and take their Prada jacket off and it's like, you just, if you start pulling off their skin, you're like, okay, this is a scroll. Don't know. We asked yeah. important questions here. Scroll, ones, yeah. Our scroll audience out there. We know you're out there. You're in society. We're asking you. Write in. Let us know how that works. And then, of course, you know, we had the president's speech. It's kind of a quite a bittersweet ending. Mm. Um, kind of expected because that's mankind for you, you know. We just don't like the other, you know. Yeah. Historically, that's been... Well, we call it xenophobia, you know, because it's towards not liking people who aren't from your country. Yeah. Um, but actually, Xeno is the word for alien. So actually, in this, xenophobia is not liking the scrolls. And yeah, and like even the word alien wasn't actually used for extraterrestrials until I think the 1800s. Like before, aliens were called anyone who wasn't from that country. Yeah. So now aliens is now being used, especially with like sci-fi, that anyone not from our planet... And, like, one thing that I was basically saying to my brother was, like, you know how aliens use the whole thing, like, earthling? Yeah. Then that also means that an oak tree is also an earthling. And so is a crocodile, so is a lion. Because then, technically, anything that's from Earth should then be an earthling, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. So then, so then... Fellow earthlings, we must unite. <laughs> yes, the crocodiles will rise up. <laughs> yeah, good point, actually. actually. Someone said, like... Would animals, especially the smarter animals, like, you know, like the whales, gorillas as well, you've got dolphins. Um, Capybaras. Apes, yep, and them as well. I, would they know, like, would animals know an alien? Like, like some of the animals have senses that we don't have. Like, some animals have got a better sense of smell. Good point. And also the fact that, you know, snakes can see, they see via, like, I think it's infrared radiation. So they would then be able to tell that that's not that's not what a human would look like, especially for a scroll. Maybe. But then, but then the question is like, how would they treat? How would animals treat aliens? Because we know how we would either kill them outright or bring them in for for testing. But then, how would a lion, if it saw an alien, how would it just would it just be like for for ten seconds, like what the f is this, and then realize? all right, then I'm going to now try and attack it. Or would it be just like, oh, it's another thing on this planet. Let's move on. Just give me food. If, yeah. it's, like a, if it's like a dog, it's just like, give me food. And I don't care. Or cat. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't be on beyond the realms of possibility because animals do have much more heightened, mm. heightened senses than us. Like, for example, when there's an earthquake, all the birds, before that earthquake yeah. happens, all the Snakes birds Snakes as well. Away. Cats can sense it as well. Yeah, tsunamis and stuff. Where do they pick up on that? I guess they can feel things more than us. So it wouldn't be beyond the realm of possibility that if an alien did come to planet and there was a cat just waiting by the ship as they come down, they would pick up on the smell. Mm. Um, possibly, you know, some animals might pick up on the radiation or something and know something's up. Um, it would just be funny if, like, the aliens coming down this ramp just go up to, like, a 
a crocodile go, greetings, earthlings, take us to your leader. <laughs> the crocodile's just like, what? <laughs> and like, also like in some like sci-fi films, like animals, when they see animals, like the animals like react to them, like cats like full on, like what the F is this? Hissing, full on, sta- hair standing on end. So I was thinking, could they potentially use animals? Like that would be actually a clever way to detect if someone's a scroll or not. But it's hard because it kind of feels like they take everything, including smells. Well, yeah, I suppose you could detect a scroll by bringing that pet a lot, or the pet of the person yeah. they're masquerading as. Like, oh, don't you remember your pet? What are they called? Huh? True, uh, true. Yeah, because I guess they true. only remember, like, because what was it? When they take someone's face and mind, they only take, like, recent memories, don't yeah. they? So that could be a good way to detect it, unless it's a new pet. Cover. We're, we're getting all getting down to this. <laughs> Asking the right questions, mate. Or just ask everyone in the world to to basically donate blood. <laughs> that's another way. Like, literally, you could be like... No, secretly, yeah. And I think that's probably what they would do. Like, especially the way the episode ended. Like, go into offices and say, okay, then this office, everyone here... You know the way that they do someplace sometimes in America for, like, immigration? They go to a place and say, someone suspected to be an illegal immigrant here... They brush in with ice yeah. and then take people away. They rush into a building and say, we believe there's an alien here. They do their tests and then leave. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it's kind of like gearing towards. And it then brings on the whole fear factor as well. Yeah, I guess so. I, I did like that aspect of the ending you touched on there about how people uh, is becoming like a witch hunt. Like people were mm. killing People thinking they were scars, but just for humans. Yeah, like the woman outside Ted <laughs> Downing Street. Yeah, yeah, I was like, love the Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah. That's cool because that would cause that sort of panic on a whole other level. But also, how did they know? How did they know that the president, the Prime Minister, and also the guy on that who's who's we won't say the the news channel he's supposed to be on, but on that news channel <laughs> that they knew that he was he was a scroll, and they knew that the Prime Minister was a scroll because the quality of reporting coming from Fox News is just so bad, <laughs> as you as you know, as you can see with the court case at the moment. <laughs> um, so someone must have leaked information, like who were who were scroll. <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. I'd like to see them dive into that. So here's a question for you. Mm. Do you think there'll be a secret invasion too? Or if there's not, how do you think they're going to fit in the scroll with the continuing timeline and the Marvel Universe? What I think is is what I thought from the beginning. So Amelia Clark's character is going to become the queen of the Skrulls. Right. And Nick Fury is going to find them a planet. But by the time he finds them a planet, humanity does as humanity does and is killed and really dampened the relationship so they're like we're leaving goodbye but it's on a very very bad terms well that's humanity for you well done humanity once and then, again and then also you then get the what would be which actually i think would be amazing like if the the crease or the green looking aliens come to earth in search of the scroll and they're like give up the scroll or we destroy Earth. And then humanity is like, all right, then we didn't want them to begin with. Take them and now get lost. That would be an amazing storyline. Yeah, there would be. It, it could be. And there could be like divisions in society based on that. What if there's like actually like, you know, I was going to say human rights groups. I mean, scroll rights groups that develop amongst humans. Yeah, that, definitely. That, yeah. Or what if the, the scroll that have infiltrated human society form those those yeah. scroll rights groups. It kind of reminds human. me of like, you remember? Have you watched Independence Day? 
Yeah, yeah. You know the group of people who are like, yeah, aliens, they yeah. had their side. Yeah, we love you, aliens. And then, <laughs> and then he's got the first one to get <laughs> eviscerated. Yeah. yeah, so there'll probably be groups like that who are like, you know what, um, I prefer the Skrull to a human anyway. Or groups that are like, you know what, we should we should basically team up with them. They're, they're a part of humanity. And they you can know, be a useful asset, you know. Yeah, and I think to a point, what if like a government is like, you know what, we can use them. So similar to what Sonya's doing with, with Gaia's character, that they are working together. So they'll provide them with resources, but they will also help to protect the planet and protect the, um, the, protect the world. That what if another government or another agency on the planet is like, who's evil is like, you know what? Um, we will work together. And mm, that's we quite will realistic. Take yeah. Cause yeah. like Hydra's gone missing. Like we haven't heard from Hydra in a while. What if Hydra are like, you know what? We could use this Skrell thing to to to, to bring our us back into the the forefront. Possibly, yeah. Or like you know, even thinking realistic in like I'm just thinking in real life, like rogue nations like North Korea would definitely use the Skrell as like to help further their naughty goals against like South Korea and stuff. That would yeah. be very interesting. Yeah, people just weaponizing them and like. Granting them special, like Fury did, granting them special sanctuary, yeah. but as long as they work for them. I think one cool thing that could be done is if, like, you know, you've got like Wakanda and you've also got um, Talakan. You've got those two places. Is that what if the Skrull have infiltrated? Actually, could the Skrull infiltrate Talakan? If they didn't know about it, if humanity didn't know because, about it. Yeah, them, humanity doesn't know about it. Yeah. And. So that would actually be, I think, something that they could do. Like, you know, when they do like shorts, like a 30 minute of like short of, of Marvel, like how would Wakanda deal with a Skrull that's invading? And also like what with the whole Skrull situation, how does that then set out the political landscape for Talakan and also for, for Wakanda? Will they then come together and say that we must do something to address the Skrull so therefore they don't infiltrate either of our kingdoms? And like some, I was watching online. Like, there's actually like a three pronged like protectors. So you've got you've got Namor, who's the protector of, yeah, of Talakan. You've got Shang Chi, who's the protector of the the Ten Rings, and then you've also got Black Panther, who's a protector of Wakanda. Yeah. And potentially someone someone was saying, could you have them come together as a group that focuses on protecting either their specific realms. So, you know, Shang-Chi is protected mm. over the realm that his mother's from. Yeah. And then you've got Talokan, you've also got Wakanda. Or will they come together and be like, you know what, let's protect the world? And someone was also saying that in the... Have you seen the Doctor Strange film? The second one? Uh, I haven't seen either. I'm uh, Honestly, I'm such a bad person to <laughs> talk about Marvel. But uh, to be honest, after watching... like, I was really impressed by Captain Marvel. I'm starting to fall in love. I think my next watch list is... Shang-Chi and yeah. um, the Doctor Strange movies because I've heard they're both really good and the Shang-Chi yeah. one's really good and, as well. And the reason I said it is because then in an alternate universe, just, just a brief spoiler here, they mm. have, which is also in the comics, they have something called the Illuminati, which is like <laughs> the most powerful... What do you mean in, in this universe <laughs> they exist, bro? <laughs> they have like a huge, like the most powerful people. So in different like types of the Illuminati, you've got... Um, Namor is in it at times, um, Black Panther. So T'Challa was a part of it. You've got yeah. Charles Xavier. You've got uh, Mr. Fantastic. Um, have I mentioned Namor? 
Yeah, yeah. No, Iron no. Man is also a part of the the Illuminati as of well. He's so rich. And I think like those three could they if they want to build like an Illuminati in our Marvel universe, so the one where they could use Jiang Chi, Namor, who is a part of the Illuminati in the comics, and Black Panther, who's also a part of the Illuminati in the comics as well. Mm. And that I just want to see like the direction they're gonna take, but unfortunately, but many of you probably know that the writers are now also actors strike as well. So we yeah. probably won't get anything concrete in the next, maybe until this time next year. I know. A lot of stuff's going to be delayed for a while. Mm. Like I think House of Dragons is going to be 2025 now, which wow. is hurts. But I totally support these yeah. the writer and actors strike. 100%. Like the amount writers are paid. This is their last big payoff before AI takes over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Final question. Actually, it's a couple questions. I thought that was, this would be kind of fun. So, if you were a scroll, yeah, for each of these questions, who would you be? So, for power, whose form would you take? Anyone in Marvel, or uh, I meant actually, uh, I actually meant in real life. But hey, oh, yeah, okay. real life. Okay, what, let's say well, we okay, can let's do, do Marvel both. and real life. We can do both. Okay, so for, for Marvel, power, I would say for power, I would take. In the real world, I would take Elon Musk. <laughs> Just because, like, one, he's one of the biggest faces right now. Two, he's one of the richest people in the world. And three, it's like he has power over people's perception of information, especially with yeah. Twitter now becoming X. I he think. has, like, informal power. Now. Yeah. He's not a state or government, but I, I just have a strong yeah. feeling that he's actually stronger than a state or government. Yeah, and I think, like... I was gonna would have said like Jeff Bezos, but he's kind of like tried to stay back out of the limelight because he realizes that the the whole thing about being a billionaire and being proud of it and is kind of like a poor image for him, especially with the way that workers at Amazon have been treated. Yeah. So I think he's trying to stay out of the limelight. So Apart from his rocket. <laughs> yeah. And then you've Blue just origin. got the the of the two like the three main new billionaires. You've got uh, Mark Zuckerberg and yeah. also. Um, Elon Musk, so I would probably pick Elon Musk and like for power in the Marvel cinema in the Marvel universe. I would say, hmm, if for power, I would have to say Namor. Namor, he is very cool, man. And I also think like great, great swim shorts if, as well. If you could take his one, he's a good-looking guy. Two, if yeah. you could take his powers, and three, I think also. We've only scratched the surface of like how powerful Talakan is. Like literally, they could have, if you really wanted to, lay waste to Wakanda so easily. Yeah, I mean, he did pretty much in the second yeah. one. He killed, and like that was just to send a message. Like if you really wanted mother, to wipe them yeah. out, and like even in the last battle, they were about to lose. And like how many like people of Talakan does he have under his control, under his, well, yeah, his command? That all made our vibrate. They all can't. Technically, they all can't die, can they? Because the vibranium's in our blood, like they yeah. get shot, but they just get up again. So yeah. unless vibranium can getting stabbed by a vibranium spear maybe kills them. Well, I think like if they're farther enough away from land and it's a powerful enough like energy blast, yeah. then yeah. But then also like the communication with animals. Like imagine if if he was gonna like take over the world, they the world crocodile, the, crocodile army. But then would he be able to control crocodiles? He, I know he controls Water, Whales, yeah, yeah. but would he be able to f control <laughs> fresh water though? 
But he did he did appear in the lake. But he did he did appear in the lake. Yeah, he did in Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. So right. I think yeah, I think he can handle any water. Does it mean he can appear in a swimming pool then? I think too much too much chlorine. I think <laughs> yeah, <probably. laughs> would would mess up his gills. The paddling yeah. pool. <laughs> Stay away from your paddling pool. That was <laughs> yeah. So for, for for power, I would say for Marvel, Namor, <laughs> and for for real life, I'll tell Elon Musk. Okay, for beauty, beauty. For Marvel beauty, hmm. oh, I would say I would definitely say Captain Marvel. I think I, I just I, I think that's the main reason why I love Captain Marvel <laughs> so much because Brie Larson. I was just every scene, and I was like, oh. oh. I hope uh, my girlfriend isn't watching this. If if <laughs> if um, Black Widow wasn't dead, I would have picked her, but she's she's currently dead in the MCU. Who would I pick? Yeah, actually, yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Damn. Because mm, I, I, I'm close to picking them all, but I want to pick someone different. Mm. Oh, yeah, no, okay, from from a male perspective, who is hot? Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I even have to think oh. Thanos straight away? He is inevitable. Mm, so the woman's side, I would say Black Widow. Yeah. If she's still alive. And on the male side... Mm. What's the um, bad guy in Cap, uh, Captain America 1? <laughs> Red Skull. <laughs> no, that's hot. Actually, actually, I'll take I'll take Captain America. Captain, Captain America, America. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's buff. He's hot. Yeah. He can kick ass. Yeah, true. Who would I pick from the male side? So, have um, the all the Avengers. Oh, you know that's a hard question. Mm. I think probably Thor. Thought, I completely yeah, forgot about that. Line, that lion mane's hair. <laughs> oh, damn. You know, Bill also body fluctuates as well. <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he's only, I was going to say he's only human, but he's not. So, yeah. Okay. And then final one mm. for intellect. If, even though the scroll only still recent memories, but let's imagine that you could somehow steal their looks and their intellect. Okay. Yeah. So, in Marvel, intellect. Or real life. Marvel and real life, that's it. So for real life, I'd probably Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I'd probably definitely take take his intellect. Fair. And then... You do in... quote him a lot, actually. You're a big fan of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think, like, in Marvel... it's The weird thing is, it's like, you've got, like, what they say in the comic books. So, like, for intellect... Shuri is one of the most smartest yeah, in the comics. Yeah, she is, yeah. And also in the film, so I'll probably take Shuri. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Because then rating like intellect, so the people with high intellect are on the hero side is Iron Man, Mr. Fantastic, Professor X is also up there. But I think from those three, it's... Who's the lowest in the Marvel Universe? The raccoon uh, from... Um... No, but Rocket Rocket is actually very clever. Actually, yeah, you're right. He does make a lot of stuff. Star Lord, then he's kind of a bit of like an idiot. <laughs> I would I love have to say, yeah, yeah. I'd have to say, I'd have to say Peter Quill. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Who would I choose for intellect in the Marvel universe? Oh goodness me! Oh yeah, in Captain Marvel, you know the uh, the mm. scroll. Um, oh, just tell us the nerdy one. Like, oh my god, I can be on yes, that. Yeah, 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 great. Definitely him. Definitely him. I was also realizing in Captain Marvel, you also had the Kree super intelligence. Like, yeah, that would probably be the one to do. That's, but then, that's but then the issue is, that's the, but then the issue is, is does she? She would just know stuff about about the the, the Kree. But 
I want to influence Earth, so why would I care about all that Korean information? So yeah, oh, probably why be Shuri. I say Loki? Actually, Loki would have yeah. been. Like, oh, oh yes, damn yeah, it. Yeah, Loki yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah, the yeah, most yeah. playful intellect. You know, <laughs> he's very smart, but in a very mean, playful way. I guess in real life, if I could steal someone's intellect. Oh goodness! I think someone with social charisma, as opposed mm. to maybe like. Like Einstein. Actually, mind you, he had a lot of charisma. Yeah, yeah. He was a bit of a charmer. He had science scientific knowledge and charm. <laughs> so there you go. And watch Op- Oppenheimer because he appears in it in cameo appearances. But yeah, not the actual one. He's he's dead. But an actor, actually I was thinking, why hasn't anyone done a film? It's, it kind of feels like for like major, major people that they try and like have like a huge gap within like biopics. So you had like Ben Kingsley pay Gandhi, yeah, but then you haven't like the one for Bob Marley, which is the the, per- the actor who plays Gravik. Like they took like a huge break for that, but like no one's done like a full on like Hollywood um, biopic of like out of Einstein. That's true. I don't know why actually. Because they've done Oppenheimer, they've done they've done J. Edgar Hoover, which yeah. is not necessarily the most you know <laughs> prized person in society. Mm. Um, they've done Nelson Mandela. They've done they've done Martin Luther King, haven't they? Yeah, yeah they did, Selma. Yes. Um, oh, but that was a specific incident. Yeah, because I think one of the things that they do with like major as opposed figures to is like yeah. even the one yeah. that um, th- uh, the two films. So you had two Nelson Mandela films. One was with Morgan Freeman, which was yeah, based on him. In, uh, in uh, I was going to say Insidious. That's, that's what I was going yeah, to say as well. That's like, a horror movie. In, uh, Invictus, I think. Invictus, yeah, I think and so. that that's after he's been released from prison. Yeah, and then you've also got the I think it was an the one with Ildris Elba, which is almost like it's a full on biopic of his whole life, and then it ends when he's released from prison. Right. Okay. So then you have got those, and like Selma was like Martin Luther was King, it but, but it was a specific event. event. Okay, fair enough. But you have also like Malcolm X with Denzel Washington as well, which is another really great one. Ali. Ali's yeah. that's a good one. The one I would love to see is like one about Fidel Castro. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be like a main, but I think just because of like the current situation between America and the US. Well, yeah, it'd be hard for Cuba and the US. Yeah, Hollywood. Like if you Hollywood picked that, they'd be saying, Oh, you're promoting uh, Castro's regime. Yeah. And they, you know, they did con- do a, a Chi Guerrero. Chi, um, Che Guevara film in like yeah Che Guevara the, oh Che Guevara yeah, yeah film was that the motorcycle diaries or something is that when he's traveling yeah. around Argentina with, I think um, they did one with that and they actually did one that was like a biopic about his life ah, and right, it was in okay. two parts and I really liked it because it was all in Spanish because you know every time yeah, Hollywood every movie. time Hollywood makes a movie even like the new Napoleon film all of them have British yeah. accents and you're like what I'm very excited to see that but at the same time I wish they just did it in French like come yeah. on yeah. I know obviously yeah. the famous actors wouldn't do it but come on I. but this is it it's hard to sell this stuff internationally and also in Hollywood to actually get funding for it that's why it's very rare for mm. an international movie to actually win an Oscar. I think there's only one in history, and that's been um, Parasite, yeah, the South Korean movie, film, yeah. which is that's a big monumentous event for that to win an Oscar for. Mm. To be honest, um, yeah, because that's why they developed like best um, non-English speaking film, which basically is best foreign film. Yeah, gives yeah. them a chance. Yeah, which is fair. But I would just love to see, you know, for once, for example, whenever like Gladiator, like. Mercifus Principus, we must find the, <laughs> the gladiators, like all these American yeah, accents yeah, yeah, on yeah. who would have at the very least had a sort of Italian sounding accent speaking Latin. But. Yeah, and like even 
Like, a Passion of the Christ was great. Yeah, yeah. Despite, you know, uh, the topic of the movie. Um, but I, I, I really liked it. Um, they speak Aramaic in it. They yeah. speak uh, Latin, Latin. Aramaic yeah. in it, yeah. That, that was good. It's good to actually see that because ev- oh, everyone just speaks English in Jesus' time. And I think the weird thing also is that my sister was telling me, so when you've got scenes with the British, with British accents, and then you've got the French with British accents, you're like... At least, at least give the French yeah. a different accent because it's like you're gonna have a scene with like Horatio Nelson or a, or the Duke of Wellington or the King of England, and then it's weird because then they're having British accents. Then you're cropping to the French and they have British accents, yeah. and then also like you see in the trailer that the also this is a big digression, but you see in the trailer that they're executing the King and Queen of France. Yeah, so are they gonna have British accents as well? Like, yeah. Well, this is it. Remember in Vikings, they had a really interesting take on that. And when the you know, Vikings speak English to each other, but they do have like loosely Scandinavian accents. Yeah, yeah. And when the English, the Saxons, the English speak, or Saxon, but English to each other because we see it English. They the shows in English, but when they meet each other, when they're talking, they they revert to their actual language. Yeah. That yes. wasn't the first series. I don't know if they kept that up. They but... they did kind of. And yeah. also they said that that there are also similarities between um Saxon and Ang Angle languages and um Nordic languages, that there were similarities. Well, even then before they Yeah, so came so over. they were they were close. So they would like basic words they could understand, but it was a very different language. And I was speaking to someone who studies languages that when the actual, like there's different types of Vikings as well, which the show really hits off, that you've got yeah. Finnish Vikings, you've got Swedish Vikings, you've got Danish. Norse Vikings, and you've got Danish Vikings. And that the Danish Vikings are actually, um, I think, Ragnar's children. So Ragnar, I believe, is Danish, not Norse. So that's why when they came and invaded, they were, it was called Danelaw. So the whole yeah. bit of England was, was called Danelaw. Like sense. also watching the Last Kingdom as well. Yeah, the the, the Danelaw, and then the there Danes. was it was weird because then you would have periods where the Norse Vikings would then invade. So then the King of Norway, like I think it was Knut the Great, was King of Norway, possibly yeah. King of Denmark, he was and a King big of deal. England. Yeah, but at that point in history, that was a very big deal. Mountain land, and everyone had like, even the Vikings united tribes united against him the english were yeah and like enemy to everyone you know? and like even in like history like someone was telling me like literally the danes saw themselves closer to the anglo-saxons when they were fighting the norse vikings and like people also like paint this brush that all, all vikings are the same but no like you had finnish vikings you had swedish vikings yeah you had many different tribes of vikings and like even some of them you had like um Vikings who went to the Rus, which is currently yeah. Russia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they are the ones that people think actually went to, all the way to Constantinople, yeah. Yeah. modern day um, Istanbul, where you literally can see a, a Viking yeah. rune. Yeah. It's carved all that yeah. says Haftan was here. Yeah, and it's like crazy how and like far they went. Part of like the emperor of the Byzantine Empire, like his special guard, were actual Vikings. Yeah, he the had a special guard. Yeah. yeah. I uh, know. Honestly, we need to do an episode on Vikings because yes. we'll just yeah. talk about Vikings TV show, but definitely yeah, yeah, go yeah, on a big time. Yeah, 100%. Like, I'd be even, more than up for that. Even Link, like, have a long special of, like, the fact that Vikings is, like, the prequel to The Last Kingdom as well. I think that's why yeah, I like both the is. shows together. Yeah. I need to finish watching Last Kingdom. 
Anyway, so <laughs> so we went from secret invasion about aliens to Vikings. We definitely that is show folks you have seen the biggest tangent we've ever gone on. But we, we saved that to the end. Yes, we saved that yes. to the end. So you can just watch the first bit. <laughs> but thanks for joining us once again, folks. And we hope you've had a great time. And if you haven't seen Marvel Secret Invasion yet, go watch it. Cause yes. hey, I was a doubter. I was a naysayer. They called me a madman. <laughs> but I gotta admit. I was impressed by this. It's hard hitting, it's emotional, um, and it's just damn good. So watch it. Marvel Secret Vision out there yeah. on Disney Plus. And just like one last point, it's not cliche as well. Like, especially everything that we we see from Marvel, it's not cliche. And I really like that about yeah. the series. <laughs> yes, yes. And tap it one more time. <laughs> so sit your ass down and watch Secret Invasion. Yes. Have a lovely rest of your week, folks. And just before you go, just to let you know. You know that we're we're always there for you in the comments on YouTube. I will read through them all and comment or at least leave a like. So please do that. Hit the notifications button. And if you really, really love us, subscribe to our Patreon. Also, you can find some of our episodes on Spotify. So check that out. And also, thank you to our Lord Jeffrey from the Pick Up The Mic Network. That's all, folks. Have a nice one. See you, folks. Bye-bye. <laughs>